time for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. Very, very exciting. We are anxiously awaiting the throngs of people to arrive for this amazing, hilarious show. Uh, I'm back from my three-week hiatus. I've only performed once, which was during the happy hour, since I've been away. It's, uh, it's fun. I'm a lot slower. It's weird. So you should enjoy my set tonight. Or not. Whatever. Uh... But you will enjoy the comedians we have for you. Really funny guys. Excited. Uh, we have Luke Newman in the house. Kaiser Lieb, who just hosted that happy hour open mic. Dan Shively. Yes, so funny. Warhol Kaufman is on his way. Also, Brian Lucette and Zach O. Wiseman. No, we're going to hold for a little bit. We're just going to listen to the dulcet tones of Floating Goat. And uh, we'll be right back with Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse in just a minute.
All right, it is just past eight o'clock. I am so excited that we're back to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse, just like it always was before we left. Yay! For one audience member, yay! Yay! He's a real person. He breathes, and he is a real person. Yay! We've called people who aren't comedians real people. Because that means that you actually have lives and stuff like that. Isn't that interesting? Uh, I I didn't. I tried not to care about stand-up comedy for for over three weeks. I hadn't performed. I didn't have the opportunity to, to perform on any of the beaches in Mykonos. I mean, I guess I could have performed, but uh, Dutch people don't speak English. Uh, I, well, it's and the thing is that it, the places we went there were a lot of wealthy people not us but all of those wealthy people spoke english no they didn't they didn't they spoke all kinds of languages it was a lot of fun uh we came back and were accosted by a whole new group of people called salesforce you guys love them who are they where are these weird tourists from they're super tourists in the tl are staying at the hilton walked i mean susan and tiffany obviously from accounting walked the wrong way and uh, with their sweater sets and pearl necklaces and landed in the Tenderloin. Yeah, different kind of pearl necklace happening on the streets of the Tenderloin than what was around Susan's neck. Very lost, very scared. Uh, it's okay. I wish they'd leave. I, I just want my homeless people back. I just, I don't know what they did with them. They sent them all on BART. Now they're all on BART stinking it up. Like, but... Where else? Where else? They're going to be big, big police presence right now in San Francisco. Really scary. I met a girl who was sitting in a car outside her house, and the police got her out of the car and ran her ID and said, "Well, what's going on? You don't have any priors. You don't have anything's wrong." And uh, that's when she realized they were thinking she was a prostitute. <laughs> Because she's a good-looking African-American girl sitting in a car at one in the morning on Shotwell. Everybody thinks you're a prostitute. That is just, that's just not fair. Just because she smells good doesn't mean she's a prostitute. She just lives there. It's not, it's the police. It's not me. It's our police estate. Uh, they, I don't know what they're thinking, but they, they definitely clean the homeless people out of the TL. Uh, I... I hang out with two twin four-year-olds, just darling, darling children, and I like to foster creative play, and so they tied me to a desk chair with yarn, and uh, and they put uh, tape over my mouth, and I said, what game are we playing? And they said, police state. <laughs> I was like, how do you know about this game? And I was like, why am I tied to the chair? What did I do? What did I do wrong? And they their little four-year-old heads together and they come back you stole a laptop I'm like what you seriously you tied me to a desk chair because i stole a laptop cute cute little kids uh, while i was tied up they took a laser pointer to my foot and they were like i'm freezing your foot and i like to foster creative play so i was like oh it's so cool oh, cool. you know through the tape and then they put the laser to my hand and they're like uh, or they, they put it up to my, I have to remember this joke. Something else happens, and then they put it up. <laughs> and then something else happens, and they, they put the laser pointer over my heart, and they say, I'm breaking your heart. And I was like, Daria, you need to stop. 
because the two of you are playing a game called police state of your own volition, you know? I, I stole a laptop. You're trying to and cut off my hand because I stole a laptop? What, is, what Islamic police state is this? And then they looked at me and they said, if you were black, we would have shot you. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the kind of police state I'm used to. That, that took me a long time to get around to that whole police state thing about black people being treated differently than white people. They're, I mean, p- police are very nice uh, to me because I'm usually, they're usually asking me for directions. No, that's like everybody on the street like walks up to me and asks me for directions and I don't know if it's like the tattoos. They're like, she's clearly a local. <laughs> she's covered in tattoos but not in scary tattoos. Not like there's no skulls or weird like broken dolls. You know when you see a girl on the bus and she's got like really short shorts on and on one of her meaty thighs is like, like a doll like a blue doll who looks dead and it's carrying like another broken doll it's like two it's a rag doll like moving rag doll carrying another dead rag you've never seen this girl all these girls with the no large weird broken dolls i'm like we get it you're a broken doll i get i get the symbolism uh, you can tell a lot of people by their... T- Everyone looks like their dogs, too. I really have been noticing this. People really... I saw a redhead guy. He had, like, a redhead dog. I saw, like, everybody. The little Shih Tzu dog is with an Asian girl. Like, I, I'm not trying to be racist. I'm just saying, like, do dogs pick their owners? Like, are they the racist ones? Are they like, you look like me? <laughs> okay, I don't know how that works. I, I, the, I did the problem is I did the joke earlier for the guys about the poo particles. I, I, this is more for the um, Jonathan. I don't have to do the setup for the me being a loser and uh, wanting to win the science fair. I don't have to do that setup. He already knows the joke. But the new, the new thing is that I want to see like. I want to take a kid and you get in a room and then you fart on them the whole time for like two weeks and then you measure how much poo they actually ate because when you fart, there's poo particles in the air and so when you smell it, you're smelling poo particles. So that means there's tiny poo particles in your body and so how many poo particles are in, do you ingest? Like how much poo do you eat in two weeks if you have an older brother? You know? No, not eating poo, just being in the room when we fart. No, it's about massive farting. It's basically... (laughs) No, the point is that you get a bunch of fifth grade boys. (laughs) You get a bunch of fifth grade boys in a room and you ask them to pull each other's fingers and fart and then you see after two weeks how much shit they all ingested because of the poo particles. Over, Yeah, pink eye over time. I didn't know that for years. There's a lot of things that I wasn't taught. Uh, one, that pink eye is just poo particles in your eye. That's number one. I did not know that. Uh, number two, I didn't know that you could get AIDS from gi- giving a blowjob until I was 25. Okay. Nobody taught me that you actually had to, you were supposed to use condoms with a blowjob. I'm like, what's the point? I'm only giving a blowjob so I don't have to have sex with them. <laughs> don't you understand? I was a virgin until I was 20. So I was like, how am I supposed to get guys to like me if I don't suck their dicks? Growing up in the 90s was a much more, it was a different time. Uh, being in, there was a, just, I'm, too, I'm so much older than you guys. You've been, you've all been raised with all this like respect toward women or whatever. But I'm like, I grew up, my sexual awakening was in the 90s where it was like, you, if you're not putting out, you better be giving blowjobs because why else would guys hang out with you, you know? Hey, you're back. Did you, you didn't get these memos? Is I, am I the only one that was raised in the 90s? I 
guess so. I'll take that as a resounding yes. You're all exceedingly younger than I am. That's fine. I'm not. I'm not. Not scared of being old. Uh, I am worried about though being out of touch. I don't understand any of the pop culture. I I don't. I have no idea what's going on. I didn't even know who Kavanaugh was until like today when someone else explained it to me no the internet finally i'm like what is going on i'm like oh good more fake news real news i don't even know what's happening anymore i'm so confused i don't want to talk about current events i feel like i can't even do like real jokes because you guys have all heard my the actual jokes so what's the point what's the <laughs> if like I'm like, oh, I could do that. Well, no, I'm like, I could do the feminist jokes, talk about, but I'm like, you guys have already heard all the feminist jokes. What's the point? It's like, you hear like, have you heard them? Me too. I've heard them all. I've heard so many of them. And like, feminism is just so boring. Oh, that's an old one. That's an oldie buddy goodie. Oh, it's too cool. There's nothing, there's nothing negative about it, so I can't like... The only thing I can talk about is tourists being, you know, I thought that millennials were all just selfish little assholes, but it's not. It's everyone all over the world, uh, especially at Italians that live in Rome. They do not, they are not nice people. They are cunty little weirdos. Just like, I feel so old now. I'm like, kids these days, they're all cunty little weirdos. And they are like, they're willing to pay $5 for a cup of coffee. It doesn't have alcohol in it. What the fuck are you doing it? You're ruining it for the rest of us. You're just artificially driving prices high. Why would you spend $5 on a cup of coffee that didn't have Bailey's in it? Like, why would you do that? It just doesn't make sense to me at all that you would spend that much for something without alcohol. It's the same thing with a Coke. Like, why would you buy a Coke? So I'll spend two, four dollars on a. I don't. I don't understand what they're buying at the coffee stores. Four, four fifty for a croissant. That was a good croissant, though, the other day. Yeah, it was a good croissant. But seriously, you guys are artificially driving up the prices. Kids these days. I do. I'm turning forty-four next week. That's exciting. And I'm like, yeah, that, the one thing that's, yeah, you can clap for it. Actually, the thing that I should be asking people to clap for me, I've kind of kept it under wraps. I haven't really made a big deal about it, like everybody else who does it. But I quit smoking like seven weeks ago. Yeah. So, right? Well, that's, I mean, oh, because I quit smoking? It's, that's what's different about me? Jonathan didn't quit smoking. I mean, I still smoke pot like a chimney. That was the only thing I missed on my vacation, but I quit smoking cigarettes. But everyone else who quit smoking cigarettes is like, I've made another blog post trying to help people. It was so difficult. Because I'm like, you're talking about it all the time. You have to fucking shut up and not think about it. And then you don't think about it anymore. It's like, oh, I just I don't smoke anymore. And it's just a thing. I'm like, I smoked for 22 years. I'm turning 44. It's half my life. I just don't want to be in that place where like, I've been smoking longer than I haven't been smoking. And I realized like, this is like 44, 22. There we go. We're done. Just no more of that because, I mean, I don't want to be like, I've been smoking for 23 years. I've been alive 45 years. That's scary. That's like admitting like, yes, you are a smoker. Like I've never really truly admitted that I was because I, I didn't buy them because I'm cheap and they were not in my budget. No, I just bummed everyone else's cigarettes. You guys know anyone who smoked knows I never am. 
my own cigarettes. But I did. I quit. And it's it's funny because I haven't really taken advantage of that clap thing for comics because I haven't really need. I haven't really felt the need for everybody to stroke my ego in like a strange and unnecessary way. Like everybody, be proud of me because I did something I never should have started. <laughs> Aren't you proud of me? That's like I don't know. I, it's I don't you just I just don't feel the need to make a big deal about it. So that yay for me. But uh, yeah, you can clap if you want. Yay me. Healthy and I'm gonna live. My food tastes better. Like, like I don't know. No, but I smoked so much weed. That was the only thing we mi- I missed on vacation. Was like we were. I was winding down and I was just like, I just want to get home because I want to smoke pot. I just need to smoke. We were on the airplane for hours. We we're eating the. We ate pot food and stuff. But like smoking is different. And we got home and just been like blazing bowls. And I'm, but I'm right back up to my tolerance before I think. I don't know. No, I guess I. I mean, I was smoking like. Every day, I, this morning, th- today, I smoked pretty much all day. I was like, oh, it feels so good to be back. Oh, just like playing playing at my job and smoking bowls all day. I, what I mean by playing at my job is trying to get audience and look what a good job I did. Maybe that's because I was smoking so much weed. <laughs> I couldn't get anything done. Okay, uh, you feel warm. Let's get it started. Let's get it started, huh? In here, I guess... The other, I guess the other people aren't coming, but fuck them, it's fine. Uh, Warhol, you wanted to go first, right? Oh, he's in the bathroom. Well, then, um, Will, uh, Luke, do you want to tell some jokes? Hey, he's hanging around, and he's a cool, cool guy, and we're so happy that he's here, and he's really funny, and you guys clap your hands widely for Luke Newman! Yeah! Hello. I just did this like 10 minutes ago. Here we are again. Here we find ourselves again. Um, So I'm a white guy. In case you guys didn't notice. If there's usually, usually uh, I had to explain that to the white people. The black people knew it right away. This white motherfucker right here. You know. But um, I am white. It's hard being white. You know what I'm saying? It's hard being white in America. You know what I mean? It's hard out here, you know, because I, I suffer from uh, severe white guilt, you know. So it, it is it is rough, you know. Wouldn't that be some uh, crazy shit if you could be convicted of being white, actually, in a court of law? You know what I'm saying? Like you, guilty of being white, you know. But you, you wouldn't get any jail time. you just get, like, alone. You know what I'm <laughs> some some sunscreen, you know, something like that. Yeah, man, hard being white in America. It's hard out here. It's hard. Um, but uh, yeah, I grew up in East Oakland as a white person, with no uh, other white people around. So you know, it was difficult. And uh, I don't know why my parents moved there. I don't think they knew what they were getting into. Because my parents were very white, you know what I'm saying? They were like Simon and Garfunkel white, you know what I'm saying? They're fucking Caucasian. Um, and uh, it was hard for me because uh, nobody thought I was from my own neighborhood, you know. They'd always be like, oh, where are you from, white boy? You know what I'm saying? They'd be like, man, you broke into my house, you know. So I'm, I'm from my house, you know what I'm saying? 
I don't know. You don't need Google Maps to figure out. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was it's hard. Hard being white in America, man. It's hard. It's hard for us white folks out here. You know what I'm saying? Um, just went to uh, my first legal weed store recently. Just, you know, for the novelty of it, you know what I'm saying? Because I can't be spending $54 on every eighth, you know, that's crazy. Um, you know, I like to support the local trap houses and whatnot, you know what I'm saying? The mom and pop, you know, spots, you know what I'm saying? Um, but, yeah, I did that. I was trying to find the right right, right one to go to, you know what I'm saying? Uh I was like, this other place I went into, fucking, they were giving, passing out, like, fucking press passes or some shit. I was like, this is not, this is, like, way too much shit. Because I thought it was, I, I, like, a part of me felt like it was still, I was like, is this, am I sure it's fucking illegal? You know what I'm saying? I wanted to walk in here and get arrested. But that worked, that did not work for me. And then I went to another place that was fucking, they were like, do you have reservations? I was like, no. I was like, I'm not going there. And then I came across a place called uh, Shambhala. Right here, you know what I'm saying, and that's you know where we're all trying to get to, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> we're all trying to find Shambhala, you know, the uh, the mythical uh, divine uh, kingdom, and, and that's the, that's another word for it. Yes, <laughs> it is. It's it's called Shambhala as well. But anyway, it's right there on 20th Mission. So you can go there and get your weed. Um, and you got good weed for $54 an eighth. It is good. It is good. Um, I am, uh, I just saw Lion King recently. You guys seen Lion King? Oh, I just saw it recently. And uh, again, you know, revisited it and it was good man it was a good ass movie i just felt bad for scar though you know what i'm saying because you know that's not his real name you know you know he fucking some you know traumatic shit happened in his childhood you know got kicked in the face by a zebra or some shit and just had that scar and all his friends were just calling him that seems kind of fucked up oh what happened to your face scar shut the fuck up you know same scandalous. You know his name was real name was like Ubuntu or something, you know. <laughs> Cuz he's you know he's African. But it just shows, you know, you can't you can't uh, bully people, you know, cuz they they'll snap, you know. You know. We're just lucky he didn't shoot up a pride or something, you know. <laughs> that would have been unfortunate if that had happened. <laughs> But uh, yeah. Um, what else is going on? Oh, so I'm depressed. I don't know if you can tell. But uh, I was, uh, and I guess apparently YouTube is on to me about that. Guess I'm watching. You know, I fall. I fit into the. Uh, what is it? I, f I fall into the. You know, no hope for humanity demographic. <laughs> so they're giving me, uh, you know, antidepressant pill commercials and shit. You know, with the, without the skip ad option. Don't you hate that? It's like, why give me the option only sometimes? It's bullshit. But uh, but the shit pops up. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm I'm listening. You know, and uh, they have a bunch of side effects and shit. 
and uh, one of the side effects is um, suicidal thoughts or actions. And I was like, that's not a fucking side effect. That just means that the shit doesn't work. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> supposed to cure that. Yeah, sure. Alrighty. This is good. This is my next joke. Uh, me hitting weed. <laughs> Sorry. I think I uh, inhale some uh, physical, actual weed. <laughs> no, it's, uh, no, that's not the first time it's happened. I, you know what I'm saying? It's not my first rodeo. You know what I mean? I've inhaled the uh, the ash before. It wouldn't, I, I, I'm always, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to go to my first rodeo. You know what I mean? I've never been to <laughs> i never been to a rodeo before. I want to go just so I can be like, hey, this is my first rodeo. <laughs> That would be fucking fun, man. Oh, sorry. F force a habit. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, fucking. Fucking. Uh, was high the other day. And uh, I was fucking eat, gonna eat some top ramen, but I know it's probably hella bullshit in there. So I was reading the ingredients list um, for like, you know, half an hour. And, uh, you know, because there's a lot of shit in there. <laughs> And uh, one of the things they have in there is natural flavors. Have you had this, Jeffrey? Have you had natural flavors before? No? Warhol, you ever had natural flavors? You tried some natural flavors? That's the, that's the Vegas bullshit, you know what I'm saying? Natural flavors. You can't just put that on the package. How do they get away with that, you know? That shit would not fly like a potluck, you know what I mean? Oh, Mary, these cookies are delicious. What's in them? Well, you know, chocolate chips, uh, walnuts, natural flavors. Mary, I do not want your cookies. Natural flavors. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. Fucking, I wish I was a bird. <laughs> that would be fucking awesome. You know what I mean? It would, it would always know which direction was north, you know, every time. Wouldn't even have to look, you know. Like, well, look, which way is north? That way. You yeah, know, every time, every time, man. I wish I was uh, enlightened, you know. That would be good. If I was enlightened, you know, wouldn't that be fucking dope? What if you don't? People would just be like, "Hey, man, how are you?" Be like, I'm, I'm enlightened. I don't give a shit about anything. That'd be good. I think like being not funny is hilarious. But nobody ever gets it, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else was I going to say? Oh, uh, fucking, uh, is it just me or are uh, neo-Marxists uh, bougie as fuck? <laughs> Communism joke there. Um, and uh, what was the other one? I'm trying to write, like, sh really short jokes, you know. Just trying to see how short of a joke I can make. And this is another one. Uh, there's a fine line between uh, public speaking and schizophrenia. That's another joke. All right. Yeah. Fucking, oh, here's a joke that I'll end on. Um, so I'm not that great with the ladies, you know. I'll tell, I'll tell them, I'll use, do better joke mannerisms for this one as well. 
I'm not that great with the ladies. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't always know the right thing to say. You know, and recently I went on this date the other day uh, and it did not go so well. Um, you know, uh, she told me uh, she had a severe nut allergy and I guess she got mad because I was like, oh, would it kill you to let me come in your mouth? Uh, apparently it would have. Oh, talk about toxic masculinity. All right. Thank you very much, Pam Benjamin. Luke Newman and his toxic masculinity. Yay, that'd be a good name for a band. Luke Newman and the toxic masculinity. I enjoyed you talking about the YouTube and the weird things that it's telling you to do. Um, my, I always get ads for like, Christian mingle and I think that's so weird because a like I'm in a relationship and and b like just because I'm saying fuck Jesus does not mean that I'm into like getting into a Christian mingle ju- ju- thing yeah no they uh, the, the weird things I get on the side ads are like uh, bullet bourbon delivered to your door for 19.99 I'm like ooh that's a steal uh, that I'm like why why is it like Christian dating whiskey and 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 strange cute dresses for like under five dollars. I don't know. They're they're targeting me. He's targeted with depression. Uh, our our next our next comedian is targeted. I was saying I'm, they target me with whatever because I'm a girl, and they target you because of the depression. But everyone targets your next comedian because uh, he's black, and it's the target of a gun by the police on his back. Uh, is that too too real? No, no. I'm sorry. I've <laughs> I'm, not, I'm sorry. I feel I'm, I'm trying not to have the white guilt, but, uh, you know, I feel terrible that the police could be after him for any number of reasons. <laughs> they might be true. They might most, they must be made up. Put your hands together for Warhol Kaufman. Yay. I went to Target yesterday. Got a puppy. I just got a puppy. My puppy's, my puppy's stupid. He doesn't even speak English. Fuck that guy. How do you guys feel about David Blaine? You got feelings? Yeah, you like David Blaine? He's like, he's like a modern day Houdini. You know, like he has the dedication to his craft. He'll like fuck your mom and then wait 18 years and then blow your mind with the DNA results he's fucking incredible no he's thorough man he'll like murder you and then plant yeah no he'll plant like the evidence inside your body and then film the autopsy and they're like it could have only been oh my god is that his real name you don't know. White people invented passports. I was trying to figure it out. Like the British went all over the world and just like fucked everybody over. And then they came back and they were like, we don't want nigger babies jeopardizing the crown. Yeah. We better put up some checkpoints. I'm gonna get to the bottom of this. Whose father? Maybe Lizzie Borden had the right idea, you know what I mean? 
Dude, I just watched this movie with Jeffrey Wright in it where this guy murders like 13 cops and I'm like, well, it's a legacy, you know. <laughs> he went out with a bang. I got to watch Jeffrey Wright act from far away, but I didn't hear anything he said because he, he talks very quietly when he's working. But he seemed really sincere. I have, I have, here we go. Oh, people think belts solve every problem? You know, they don't. Like, oh, I'll just stand on this stool and use this belt. Or like, you know, it's also the cut of the pants is what I'm saying. Johnny Appleseed. That guy was obsessed, man. Talk about, like, not letting it go. Like, uh... John, I think you need to get a job. Call me Appleseed. Like, this motherfucker is crazy. He just walks around eating apples, man. Just let him. Officer, don't even. You know what? Just let him go. When I'm driving, like on the freeway, I always feel like a low railing is a suggestion. It's like, what? It's right there. I was listening to the jazz station and, and they said, give the drummer some. And I heard that before. But then he followed it up. He was like, give him as much as you want. I just didn't realize they were talking about pussy ever. <laughs> give the drummer as much pussy as you. <sighs> that was a metaphor. I have this evil plan to make music. not really fun like i just here's my evil plan to make music step one make some music that's not the that's not the evil part of the plan all right it's a multi-step plan step one not so evil make some music and then like step two try and figure out if it's any good you know play for some people be like that's not it's not, step two is not the evil part it's like I said, there's a few. St so step one, all good. Make some music. Nothing wrong with that. Thank you. Step two, see if it's okay. It's it's pretty good music. That's that's a fine part of the plan. Step three though, step three is fine. Just like play it for people. Like it's good. Oh, they try to get people to hear. That's not it. And then step four is capitalism. It's an evil plan. I work for a robot. I don't get paid, but I just drive this. <laughs> I drive this car around that they like told me to drive. And they're like, if you drive it enough, you could drive it around as much as you want. So my boss is a robot, and it's just really weird. I had some punchlines about that, but I just I wanted to open up with you guys. <laughs> hey, no heckling. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, so have you guys heard about Nickelodeon? You heard about the Cineplex Odeon? I'm not here to talk about Bukake today. Calm down. Uh, the Cineplex Odeon. So I just thought that was like just a word, just a made-up sound. But apparently, I looked it up. Odeon. One of my one of my specials has to be called. I looked it up because I did. Texas is number. All right. Odeon stands for Oscar Deutsch entertains our nation. 
It's the guy who started the first Nickelodeons. So really, like, Hollywood really is just some douche, you know what I mean? Oscar Deutsch. I just watched, I know I'm late to this one. What's that movie we we watched? I just watched this movie. It had so many stars in it. It had Patrick Swayze, Tom Cruise, Rob Lowe. You guys ever seen this movie? Rob Lowe. It had Matt Dillon in it. Just all the stars. And then the last guy, the last guy on the list, of the first page of, of actors, is Glenn Withrow. Just the most famous people in the world. Patrick Swayze, Tom Cruise, Rob Lowe. Yeah. The most Matt Dillon. <laughs> like Matt yeah. Dillon. I know, Emilio Estevez. And Glenn. <laughs> Withrow. I just must be like so angry somewhere, like inside. I went on his Twitter. I have more followers than he does. He's <laughs> he's trying to save, and I made fun of him on Twitter. I felt bad. He's trying to save the house, the outsider's house. Like Tom could pretty much save it by himself, but Glenn is petitioning. That's nice. I witnessed a murder about a month ago outside. I won't say the venue. It's on 15th and Franklin, and it's next to the pizza shop. It's the layover. I witnessed a murder outside the layover about a month and a half ago. And the next day, you know, I was so happy. I felt alive. (coughs) My parents aren't proud of me. But they're shallow enough that I told them I was in a movie and they're like, oh, that sounds good. That sounds good. You're doing okay. Thanks, guys. I should have just lied about this earlier. You don't you don't come to visit me. You would never know anyway. You don't go online. I'm like, it's on Netflix. Where? Exactly. I actually did. I did get a check from Netflix. Yeah. That was nice. Mm-hmm. $120. Yeah. For my, my background acting, I was in... Um, in the prison yard and like most everyone was just standing around we're all extras I didn't want to go because I'm like I volunteering to go to prison this is a trick <laughs> they're trying to get me and I walked right into the like my whole life I've been like one goal but like oh man so I'm, I was not looking forward to it I went there then I'm in the prison yard and everyone's standing around like action I just get down on my knees and I start drawing plans to escape like, you guys, look, they're not even watching the entrance. It's open. <laughs> I think we can make it out of here. Um, and then later, they, we were supposed to play different people. So they're like, take your shirt off. So now I'm a different convict. And we're all like, this is a prison yard, and there's no like workout equipment? This is crazy. So we started working out, you know, in the dirt doing push-ups, taking turns and stuff, counting off. And then uh, the people who are directing it were like, that's a good idea. And then they made us all move. They got, like, buff people. <laughs> they were like, you guys work out. And you guys, a little, no, 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 right to the edge of the frame, a little more out of the frame. Get the fuck out of the frame. But I did get to do a scene with Jeffrey Wright. 
That's pretty cool. I'm from the same town as Jeffrey Wright. Me and Chappelle and Jeffrey Wright were born in D.C. and grew up in Silver Spring, Maryland. Um, you know, one out of three of us care about that, and that's fine. <laughs> we all get together and I talk about it. Um, and they don't return my phone calls. I saw another uh, person I went to school with in in a movie, like randomly the other day, and it, it was a very understated performance, you know. And I was like, "See, that's that's a quality, quality acting education." There's no one sitting next to me. I was alone. It's nice seeing people that you um, could barely stand succeed. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Um, you ever not know if you're being sarcastic or not? So I figured out the difference between comedy and fun. I do like being a comic because like comics look out for each other, you know? Like, God forbid if you get sick or injured or die. Like, I'll do all your shows. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'll do all your shows. It's okay. I want to be a professional comedian. Is he funny? He feeds his family. He's hilarious. I used to want to be like famous. Well, not not famous, but just like respect, but not really respected, but just like kind of know. Well, not even known, but just like if someone checked out the work, they're like that, you know. But now, if I'm hungry, I just want to look skinny. Spend some time in Portland. In Portland, there's so many strip clubs. You can pretty much see pussy in any bar on stage for a dollar. Which makes me wonder what my act is worth. I'm really inspired by the civil rights movement. I want to make a movie. It's a porno. We open on Rosa Parks going down on Bayard Rustin, who's got a black power fist up Malcolm's ass. Malcolm is jerking off Martin, who's dictating a speech to Coretta as she wipes cum off of her dress. You ready? We're going to get into it. <laughs> Stokely Carmichael. <laughs> Pulls a spear out of his ass and throws it through. All right. I think that's good enough. I think we're good. We should shoot that. That could be, that could, we could make an impact. Do you hear about that guy in uh, Dallas? Who, uh, there's a YouTube video. He shot like, he shot so many cops from a rooftop that they insisted it must have been a team of people. Yeah. And when there's crises like that, people just wonder, like, what would Jesus do? You know? But I think Jesus didn't know how to use a sniper rifle. I heard about Mandalay Bay, and in Mandalay Bay, that guy shot so many people, and I was like, I don't understand. I don't get it. 
but then I went to see Chappelle at Shoreline, and I missed his set, and I wanted to fucking murder everyone there. Warhol Kaufman, yay! Yay! For those of you on the radio, he did the majority of his set from the the door frame, uh, smoking a big blunt. So that was very exciting. And uh, we do that here at Mutiny Radio, because why not? (laughs) Because it's better to be high! Uh, I hope you radio listening audience are uh, enjoying yourselves for tonight's Pamtastics Comedy Clubhouse. I I am. I think that these guys are hilarious. Do you guys want to Rosham to see who goes next? Or do you want to? All right. Your next comedian. He's so funny. I like so many of his jokes. I think about them sometimes at night. It's weird. Like this one, he puts his hand in his shirt. You can't see it on the radio. But it's he's really funny, and I know you're going to love him. Put your hands together for Dan Shively. Yay. Thank you, Pam. Thank you. How, well, how much time do I get? Whatever I fucking want. All right, cool. You guys want to play a game? You're taking pictures of me? This big brother's watching right now. All right. uh, So here's the game. I'm going to say sex with me is like X. And then you guys are going to say how so. All right. Let's practice. Oh, thank God you're here. Okay. And then I'll say something clever. Right. So sex with me is like a pencil. There's a number two involved. <laughs> All right. What's what's something in the trunk of your car? How so? No, you get the fuck out of here. Literally at every single show I do that, someone heckles me with that. I have to come up, for sure, I have to come up with a, a quick retort. Like fucking, I guess it was your mom's house. I don't know, something like that. <laughs> what's in the trunk of your car? A jack. All right. Sex with me is like a jack. How so? I'm just jacking off. (laughs) Stupid. This is on the fly. All right. Uh, What is something? uh, What What is uh, something in your pantry? It's your mom's house. You fucking guys don't understand this game. How so? God damn it. (laughs) Hey, more people. Yay. Yay. All right. You want to play another game? All right. I'm going to say, I kissed a blank last night. And then you guys are going to say, oh, no, you didn't. (laughs) All right. Let's practice. Oh, Uh, no, you didn't. And then I'll I'll say something clever. Hi, Zach O'Wiseman. I fucking I haven't sat down on a curb with you in a long time. We should do that soon. Okay, so um, I kissed a cow last night. Oh no, you did! But then I went to kiss an utter cow. All right, you guys get it? You get it? Okay. All right. All right. All right. What is um, what's a common household object? A kettle. Okay, I kissed a kettle last night. It was hot. <laughs> All right. Um, what else can I do? I can play more games with you guys. 
It's more interaction than just me spitting words at you. Uh, okay. What's your favorite place? Place? Yeah. This game is called 185, and I don't need you to say shit except for give me your favorite place. Yeah. What the? Oh, the stakes couldn't be any higher right now. <laughs> what? The beach? Okay, 185 beaches walk into the bar. And the bartender says, hey, we don't serve beaches here. And the beaches are like, fine, leaving was my goal anyway. <laughs> All right, that wasn't good enough. All right, we have to do another one. What is... Um, What's 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 something in your closet? Skeleton. A skeleton. Okay, 185 skeletons walking into the bar, and the bartender says, "Hey, we don't serve skeletons here." And the skeletons were like, "Fine." <laughs> I just there's it's so cold outside that um, I'm gonna chatter. No, that sucked. <laughs> That's a, that was because it wasn't a pun. It was just another thing about skeletons. <laughs> um, uh, oh, you guys. Hey. Oh, God. What time is it? Oh, it's time to talk to Mr. Dick. Well, hey, how's it going, guys? I've done this at real showcases before. This is a real showcase. I didn't mean to say that. I appreciate this. I appreciate everything about it. But every time I do it at like a place, they're all like, we're fucking eating dinner right now. We don't want to talk. We don't want to talk to your dick. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it doesn't work. Okay, Pam. What's something you keep in your backpack? All right, reading glasses. Dan, the suggestion is reading glasses. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. 185 reading glasses walk into a bar, and the bartender says, hey, we don't serve reading glasses here. And he was like, what if I give you a Benjamin Franklin? That's not a real bill, is it? (laughs) Damn it. There's no Benjamin Franklin bill. Oh, that was a fucking laugh, motherfuckers. That was awesome. He invented them. Bifogos. Oh. <sighs> fucking mutiny crowd. Doesn't know what bifogos are. All right, so here's a joke. Uh, a lot of people, especially like at work, I'm sure every single person in this room can relate to this. It's like people just get upset about shit you say, just like words, you know, they're like, I'm upset. Like, you know, when you normal people, right? People must get upset at shit you say, normal people, right? That must happen to everyone here, right? But it's like, if you think about it, the words first, they're a thought in your head and then they're a sound in the air because of your mouth right? And then they're translated back into a thought in their head. 
So really what they don't like is their translation of some sounds you made. In which case, you can take a piece of celery, put some peanut butter on it, put some raisins on the peanut butter. It's called ants on a log. And then go fuck yourself with it. Because that's not what I meant, Karen. Please don't take that the wrong way. All right, what's the kind of car you drive? <laughs> what do you drive? Anything? Bicycle? Skateboard? Damn it. That's the good way to be. What? What's up? You drive a Ferrari? Okay. All right, here we go. 185 Ferraris walking to the bar. You know what? He's fucking right. Ferraris don't walk. This is a stupid joke. I'm going to bail on it. No? Still silent? All right. They walk into the bar. The bartender says, hey, we don't serve Ferraris here. And then the Ferrari's like, well, fine. You're a fucking douchebag anyway. Yeah, fuck you, bartender. Because <laughs> Ferrari drivers are douchebags, right? That's a thing. That's a fucking thing, right? Ferrari drivers are 100% douchebags. You do not have a Ferrari, Zach Wiseman. <laughs> no, you don't. You're mistaking that for a shopping cart. <laughs> no. That isn't true. You're in you're inside Mutiny Radio right now. Nobody in Mutiny has ever had a Ferrari. Except you. Alexis as in like a female named Alexis living in your basement that you had as a slave You used to drive Alexis What that I'm gonna do some uh, Some uh, what is it the mentalist? I'm gonna do mentalist work right now. You used to have Alexis. Yeah, okay That's the car you learned how to drive in ah Damn it. All right. I'm gonna keep it going. No, okay. Wait wait. It's coming. No the f car you learn how to drive in it was a Volk Volkswagen. God damn it. <laughs> That's my roommate. He's going, this guy's fucking stupid. <laughs> um, he lives in, I have a two-bedroom apartment. He's in the other room. We don't have a house. There's no washing machine on the inside. That bothers me. It's two boxes, yeah. We have a tiny, it's nothing fancy, but you know what? I'm fucking, it's home, you know? I was like, our next door neighbor, literally, when there's a fucking storm, he yells at storms. <laughs> it's dope? You said it's dope? No, it's like, shut up. I'm trying to sleep. You can't storm yell all night. I'm not a, I'm, no, I'm definitely mortal. I bleed regularly. Not in a, not in a feminine way, though. No. Uh, so, yeah, so he howls. He howls, man. He know you know, he's creepy, right? He's a fucking creep. He's a, dude, he, you know why you can't do that? He doesn't have a cell phone. He doesn't have the internet. He's a fucking agoraphobic. You know, you know what that's, this means? Agoraphobic? He has, what? Yeah, he. What did he, what is it, you say? I missed it. Damn it. No. Oh yeah, he's he's also afraid of. He doesn't have to wear sweaters because he lives inside his musty ass fucking house all the time. 
He literally has Zach. He has Meals on Wheels deliver all his food. He doesn't ever go outside. Winner. He's not a winner. It sucks. It's he's also a hoarder. He's an agoraphobic hoarder. Because I've been in his apartment. Dude, he does not need he does not need a binder full of fucking Polaroids of women he fucked in the eighties. <laughs> what is this crowd? <laughs> what is this? He has fucking stuffed animals stacked. Stacks of stuffed animals. Beanie babies. He has fucking beanie babies all over his tiny apartment. <laughs> he fucking does not need fucking 10 identical editions of the June 1998 People magazine. (laughs) I appreciate you right now. You're making this funny. He's a fucking creep though, dude. Every time I leave the house, when I used to live by myself, I, every time I would leave the house, I'd hear his door open. Because his radius of where he travels is right in front of his door. So he'll walk outside the door and he'll be like this. And he'll like breathe air that isn't the disgusting apartment air that he comes from. And then he just walks around and does this. But he he won't do it while I'm home for some reason. So every time I leave, immediately as I'm going down the stairs, I hear his door fucking open. He's listening for me to leave all day, dude. Dude, you should be a. We should do a heckle show with just him heckling. That'd be dope as fuck. All right, I wanted to try some stuff. Uh, so you guys are gonna have to f- fucking sit through it. What? What is this? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, so. All right, you guys. In your opinion, what is the saddest song you've ever heard? What's the saddest song you've ever heard? Call me maybe. Call me Jesus Christ. Room full of comics. Saddest song. Legit the saddest song. I'll give you a hint. How about this? Cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. Little boy blue and the man on the moon. You guys know the song? When are you going home, son? I don't know when, but we'll get together. It's the saddest song of all time, right? It is legit the fucking saddest song. I was just talking to my roommate about this, and he was like, dude, that song's not that fucking sad. I'm like, what What the fuck are you talking about? He was like, at least his dad's willing to hang out, you know? You were right. It's not funny. <laughs> you were right. I thought it was hilarious. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> um, moving on. I want to I want to buy a white unmarked van with no windows so people stop inviting me to their fucking children's birthday parties. And then I want to fill that with candy and puppies and video games and then just enjoy all that shit for myself because candy and puppies are fine without penetrating a toddler. Uh, I had a, I had a cool job in, in, uh, in college to pay for, (sighs) I was a bouncer at a club on second street in San Jose. It's called the voodoo lounge. Yeah, it was a cool job. I was like, you had to, I had to break up fights a lot, you know, 
when you're a bouncer, there's like eight of you, so it's not real fighting. You just like all mob a guy, right? It's not real fighting. But it's always the same guy, right? It's the guy that didn't get laid, so he has to fight now. That's always the guy that fights in the club, right? But they're easy to fight. Drunk guys are slow. They just go like this. This is for my dick! Ah! And then you just go, step, and that's it. You don't have to do anything else. You just push them over, you know? But you have to forgive them because fighting for your dick is what all men do all the time, everywhere. In the mountains, the rams are like, this is for my dick! Ah! In the plains, the zebras are like, this is for my dick! On Jupiter, beneath the atmosphere, the squid creatures are like, me, 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 me. Subtitle. This is for my procreation tentacle. Dead to the humans. Except for Dan, that guy's fucking chill as fuck. Uh, what's your, Pam, what's your biggest fear? Heights are a very common one. I hate heights. It's fucking heights is is weird, right? Cuz some people fall off a roof or a cliff or something and they just hit and they fucking everything breaks and they're dead, right? But some people fall off a, a like a roof or a cliff or something and they hit and then they become a pancake. You know? I'm definitely a pancake. You are for sure not a fucking pancake, man. Well, yeah, that happens. You can do that, but I'm sure like her life was kind of garbage afterwards. She was not fine, Zach. She was not fine, and you don't drive a Ferrari. Stop fucking yelling. You're a liar. You're a liar. I don't understand why when people when people fall off of a, a roof, what the fuck? Why do they scream? You know, like what good does that shit do? Ah! I think they're just trying to like let people know that like this was not on purpose. <laughs> you know? This was an accident! Pancake. But we're all we're all afraid of like we're all afraid of monsters when we're little kids, right? You're afraid of monsters when you're a little kid? You, yes, you fucking were. Every one of you, because I know that's something that happens, right? But where do monsters live? Where do they live? In the closet. In my house under the fucking bed. The monsters live in all the same places you hide your weed. They're not trying to get you. The monsters are just trying to chill, bro. It's just all all that machinery of fear, you know? It's all just monsters under the bed. You don't have to be afraid of heights because all you have to do is not go to fucking high places. Just don't do it. It's monsters under the bed. So yeah, that's that. I I find peace in really strange places, you know? You know, we're all distressed, right? We're all comics. We're generally a distressed population. And I find little moments of relief from it in just kind of strange places. I like, I'm pigeon-toed in just one foot and I weigh 280 pounds. And I have a unibrow I have to shave all the time. So sometimes I walk in like super angry looking circles. But I like... I trip and fall a lot, you know? Because I'm pigeon-toed on one foot. Legit, I do this a lot, right? And I love that moment right 
when you're falling, you know? You trip, and then right here, everything, all the bills, and all the fucking uh, Tiffany's being a bitch, and uh, work, and all this shit just shoots out the back of your head, and just for a second, time slows down, and the only thought left is, oh, fuck, I'm gonna hit my head. That's so much better than all the normal, like, bullshit that goes on. It shoots out, you're like, I'm gonna hit your head, and then, in that one fucking moment, time slows down, and your brain acclimates, and the reality goes, pew, and your mind starts to race, and you can think a thousand like a thousand thoughts every second. You're like, "Oh my God, why is this Panera so crowded? Look at that shit on the ground. I hope no one's seeing this. Do I live in the oven on? Oh my God, maybe I should call Tiffany." And you hit, and you're like, "Oh shit, I'm fine." You're always fine when you fall. You know, it's not that far to the ground, so you're fine. And you get up, and invariably, everyone you've ever met saw the whole thing. You know. I love that. <laughs> Maybe it needs a little... Fuck you, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, if there was a funny part to it, you know? Yeah, but the, when you're a comedian, right? You don't want people to be like, that was a beautiful joke. You want people to laugh. You know? So I should just be like, oh, I got a fart joke. Talk about dicks. You know, I don't want your notes anymore, Zach. Um, but yes, I do, seriously, though. I also love that moment when you, when you go into every morning when you put your shirt on. That moment in the shirt. What? Oh, did you light me? Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. You guys, thank you for paying attention, and thanks for responding to my stupid-ass games. Give it up for Pam! Yay! Dan Shively, yay! Was having fun in the blinding lights, yay! Here we are. Jeff is here. Don't leave, Jeff. <laughs> no, we have three more. <laughs> we have we have Kaiser, we have Brian, and we have Zach. Uh, but Kaiser, you want to go up? All right, yay! Everybody, put your hands together for Kaiser Lieb! Yeah! So between Warhol's avant-garde stand outside and tell jokes. They're not really jokes, but stories that kind of had a couple of... That dude's that dude's haircut is smarter than I am. Like, he just... I Every time I see him, I want to be him, but I can't. Because I don't know if you've seen what I look like. Okay, radio people, I don't look like Warhol is the, all I'm... But between Warhol doing that and then Dan doing beautiful improv and then telling a story... It was a really good joke if it was a joke, but it wasn't a joke. I don't feel like I should tell jokes. I think Pam, like, that gets to be the novel thing that Pam did was that she told jokes, and the rest of us should do experimental spoken word stuff. Like, Zach, you're not allowed to tell any jokes tonight. He's still going to come up here, and he's going to be amazing. It's great. I was walking to work the other day, and it was raining, but I was feeling pretty good. (laughs) 
because I had my umbrella. I had my umbrella, and I was enjoying my umbrella privilege. Man, I was dry, and everybody around me was wet. Pretend that it's been raining recently. People work with me here. I, I was dry, and these people were wet, and I was enjoying my umbrella privilege. But then I started to get a little bit of umbrella guilt. I felt like maybe those other people didn't deserve the life that they were experiencing. Like, who am I to have purchased an umbrella? That was not a choice that I made. So I looked around, and I thought, who can I help? How can I, upon her shall I bestow this gift, I thought, mother walking with her child, both huddled, trying not to get rained on. And they walked towards me, and I thought, okay, I'm going to give her this umbrella, but this isn't a normal social interaction, and so I didn't know how to start the sentence of like, hey, here's an umbrella. And so finally she got really close, and I just panicked because she was going to walk past me, and I said, hey, and I thrust the umbrella out toward her. But as I said, hey, and thrust the umbrella out toward her, all of the water from the top of the umbrella just sprayed down upon this woman and her child, and they ran away. I I am not a good person. Like, no matter, like, sometimes you try to do good thing and it just does not. Like, the other day I was walking through the Tenderloin, okay, which is where I live. Um, I'm trying to gentrify it, but it's just not happening for me. Uh, and I'm walking through the Tenderloin and I see this dude throw a lighter at this other dude, okay? <laughs> And the other dude picks up the lighter and he throws it back. And they're both yelling N-bombs at each other. And I wanted to tell them that they're not allowed to use that word because that's not their word. But they were Asian. And so I'm also not allowed to tell them what words that they're not allowed to use. You know, that's the opposite of woke. So anyway, these two dudes are having at it across the street verbally. And I cross the street from where the one dude is to where the other dude is. And then the other dude crosses the street back because he's going to have the conversation in a more direct fashion, right? And so, of course, I have to cross the street because just in case they're going to fight, I need to fix them because as privilege, Batman privilege. Um, so sure enough, the one dude punches the other dude in the face and then they start doing the universal human martial art with each other. They do a slap fight, right? Where you just kind of like grab each other's hair and it does not look dignified at all. Uh, and so I reach in and I, I pull them apart. I'm like, hey, stop doing that. The one dude's still got a hold of the other dude's hair. And I'm like, let go. Finally, let's go. Uh, and then they're done. Except that the one guy realizes that during this display of ultimate masculinity, he took his backpack off to fight better. And somebody just ran up and stole the backpack and ran away. And, and it was, he blamed me. It was my fault because I broke up the fight. That the back, Like, if I had let them continue doing that, that it would have reappeared. It didn't. What I'm saying, guys, is if you are having a slap fight in the Tenderloin, keep your backpack on. It will make you worse at slap fighting, but that's not really a problem because you already are as bad as possible at that particular activity. San Francisco's fun though, man. San Francisco's great. The characters of the people that you see around. Uh, I thought you guys were so mean. I was really disappointed when I came out here. I'm from Montana. And I thought that people in Montana were mean. And that when I got to California, all of you stupid hippies would be nice to each other and to me. And that it, we'd be friends and it would be great. 
And that's not what has happened. Because what happens is you're walking around and you never say hi to anybody on the street when you pass them. I would say hi to anybody who happened to be walking at the same time as me because it was such a rare occurrence. And here it's just you look straight ahead and you avoid eye contact with the other human beings. And that's why I moved to Tenderloin is because I had found my people. Right? These people, you make eye contact with them, they will talk to you. Right? (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, they're so friendly. It's like this impromptu village out there. And I realized very quickly that when you respond to them, you're not doing anybody any favors because all you are doing is setting them up for disappointment. Right? Either they want to sell you something or they want you to give them money. Either way, it's designed to be a commercial conversation. It is not simply a friendship thing. And so now I do the nicest possible thing, and just like the rest of you, I ignore everybody. Coward. Yes, I'm a coward. My goal in life is to get stabbed. That's why I break up dudes fighting on the... Anyway. I drive a 1969 Ford Mustang, Zach, and 10 Ferraris at the same time, not just on the same day. What's that? The Mustang? No. It's got three on the floor, man. V8. The <laughs> the windows the windows don't roll up, and so it lives in the garage in Montana. I can't drive the stupid. Don't ever buy cars, guys. Don't buy cars. Just walk everywhere. Because if you walk everywhere, you get to feel a lot better than all of the car people. I have never felt so superior in my life. Oh my gosh, I live in the Tenderloin, I work in the financial district. And about halfway between those two things, everybody in a car is so angry, right? Because when you're in a car, the car's supposed to go fast. That's the point of car. And they pass you as you're walking, and then they stop because there's more car in front of them. You're not allowed to drive in the spot where there's another car. That's not how matter works. And so you have to stop and wait. And I get to keep walking because I'm a person and we're squirmy and can get through spaces, right? I look at the people in the cars. I knock on their hood as I go past. I give them a thumbs up. Yeah. Ambulatory foot people. Where are my foot people at? Anybody you foot person? Nobody's clapping. Zacho Wiseman's back there jerking off over his Ferraris. I was trying to be clean and I just said jerk. I can't believe I always do this, man. It comes... I know, No, I don't have to be clean for you, but in general, I'm trying to practice so that later on, I will always not tell the joke about... Right, see, now I'm falling back into that same trap. My mom was hot, you know, and I don't mean in like an Oedipus complex way, because I would much rather have sex with my grandmother. Uh, I have to be really careful with that joke. I told that joke in an open mic one time. And this lady comes up to me afterwards and she says, I'd like to buy this handsome young man a drink. Because she took me seriously and she thought I was, I don't know, this was like my grandmother's grandmother. All right, like I don't know what is older than a cougar, but she was that. She was like a saber-toothed tiger. Except that she didn't have her dentures in. And so she was like a saber-no-tooth-having tiger. It sounds like I'm saying negative things about this woman, but I'm not. She was really cool. She told me about the time she gave a hand job to Herbert Hoover in the White House. Plus, she didn't have any teeth. Oh, God. <laughs> that, was too, that was too much for you, Dan. I'm sorry. Sorry, I'll try to keep it PG-13 for you. 
You think the first guy that ever invented armor was like he trapped a bunch of tree branches to himself and he went up to the other dudes and the other dude speared him and he was like, ha ha, I did not die. And they're like, you're cheating. You're supposed to die when we spear you. He was like, no, I have invented armor. And he speared them and killed them. And then he went and conquered all of their people. And they said, no, please don't spear us. And he said, no, instead of spearing you, I'm going to spare you. I am your king now. Build me a statue. And they were like, what's that? We don't know what a statue is. It was very sad. We should have remembered that guy if we'd have invented statues. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Kaiser Lieb, I also ate my pot treat. I have... <laughs> I, ooh, the fudge today is strong. I am uh, exceedingly high. I was sitting in my chair and I got nervous that I was going to fall out of the chair, but then I realized there's a back and sides on the chair. So the probability of me falling out the chair was very unlikely. Uh, you guys came in late. We only have two comics left. So when they're done, we'll see whatever you think you can donate. If what would be worth your time will be amazing. Uh, but what are your comics? He's gonna, but he's biting it right now. You're going crazy. Do you want to wait? Do you want to go last? Do you want? Do you want to go? Yeah. I'm just. I'm nervous to put up Zach because I don't. Well, no, I love Zach. I think he's hilarious. But our, our, our next, our, we have two comedians. One who is a super. Fr- I think they could both be crowd friendly. I'm not gonna dig myself into a hole. I. I <laughs> I'm also. I've had too much pot food to do that. I wouldn't. I will never get out of the hole I dig myself into because I'll be. Sit deep in it. It's they're delicious. Uh, he's a really funny guy. Everybody, Brian Lucette. Yay! Thank you, Pam. And thank you, Zach. Um, my name is Brian. I want to tell you a little bit about myself. Um, I don't have any great grandparents, just two mediocre ones. <laughs> Fuck you, Walter. Uh, used to like playing water polo in the ocean. Uh, fuck. Fuck. No, I used to like playing Marco Polo in the ocean. And uh, my little brother didn't like it as much. Rest in peace, loser, right? My girlfriend tells me I look a, lot, a little bit like Robin Williams from the waist down. I have to remind her he played Peter Pan in that movie, not Captain Hook. It's a hook penis joke. (laughs) I gotta stop calling her my girlfriend. She's my ex-girlfriend. So anyway, I've been stalking her on Venmo. And has anybody else had an emoji make them cry? No. No? (laughs) You've never seen a single transaction for a cheeseburger, a beer, another beer, a film reel, a cocktail, a car, a house, an eggplant with water squirting out of it, an eggplant with water squirting out of it, some Z's, and then an eggplant with water squirting out of it, and then eggs, and then bacon, and then coffee, and then a mimosa, and then a shrug, and then an eggplant. No, you guys, I'm sorry. I told myself I wouldn't trot this out on stage. Uh, 
I heard you find love in unexpected places. So I tried Tinder for a while because I never expected to meet my match while I was taking a shit. Just swiping and wiping. like to talk about politics for a second um broadcasting on mutiny radio there's a lot of listeners and i have you for and uh kaiser who's very generous with the laughs and the pipe smoking i want to use this time to make a stand uh, take a stand and talk about an issue that's been bothering me after seven years living in the city i'm tired of bias and i'm sick of people treating pigeons differently than doves when my sister got married, I was going to unleash a flock of pigeons when she said her vows. It was going to be beautiful. And my mom's like, you can't unleash those birds. I was like, what do you mean those birds? I think their doves are way overrepresented in the magician's assistant field. Did you guys know that Nikola Tesla was in love with a pigeon? Do you want me to keep going on about pigeons? Or <laughs> I can. Nikola Tesla was in love with a pigeon. He had a lifelong relationship with a pigeon. He invented the Tesla coil. He got a car named after him, and he coined the word pecker. <laughs> Would anybody here have sex with a sex robot? <laughs> yeah? <laughs> Why? Because you like fucking? Because they definitely, I want to hear what they definitely do. <laughs> oh, they would do everything. My friend said he would have sex with a sex robot because he wouldn't have to wear a condom. I think that's so stupid. Like, if you have sex with a sex robot and you knock it up, where do you throw the baby away? Like, I know a normal baby you throw away in the green compost bin. But where do you throw away a sex robot baby? Do I have to go to an e-waste Recycling facility, those things are so far away. What is this? Texas? I gotta drive 50 miles to throw away my sex robot baby? God. That's only so effective. <laughs> I can't run the risk of having to drive 50 miles to throw away that baby. If if it were up to me, I would just throw it in the gutter, but then it'll flow in the ocean and we'll have a floating cabbage patch. <laughs> I was hard up for cash a couple years ago, and so instead of an advent calendar, I ate my girlfriend's birth control pills. I wasn't gonna be immaculately conceived. Here's a hot tip. If you set your clock five minutes fast, you'll get really good at subtraction. <laughs> Another tip. Words for the wise. Be careful around bottomless mimosas. If you knock one over, it's fucking dangerous. <laughs> so, um... I'm going to acknowledge this. It's hard. It's been a shitty two days for women. I'm sorry, <laughs> but uh, I just wanted to talk a second about, uh, <laughs> like, we're in a comedy venue, and luckily it's not just 
a bunch of angry dudes here, but uh, I think that's a neat, like, there are a lot of um, female-only, like, mics and things like that, and I'm like, these lady-friendly places are awesome. I'm so glad. Can we have a round of applause for uh, places that are safe for women to do their things? Please? <laughs> Wait, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm all for all that. The one thing that I still can't get over, though, is ladies' brunch. That's because I'm not invited. <laughs> it's like all of my friends are hanging out, and I can't be there. I'm drinking mimosas at my house anyways, and all of my friends... <sighs> all right, look. I'm just telling you, I was looking at my friends' Venmos, <laughs> and they all had these great brunches, I think. <laughs> anyway... Uh, here's my pop culture bits. Did you guys get Bill Nye's new album? I thought it was pretty experimental. <laughs> Got him. Well, I liked it better than Stephen Hawking's album because I thought he overused the autotune. <laughs> yeah. It's the appropriate face to make that joke. Sorry, Stephen Hawking. I used to watch a show on TLC called World War II in HD. No, that was on the History Channel. World War II in HD. Could finally watch all that grainy black and white footage the way it was meant to be seen in HD. I watched a show on TLC called The 600 pound, fi 650 Pound Virgin, and I just couldn't get over how it wasn't called Obvious Consequences. Sorry. Um, do you guys ever wish the M. Night Shyamalan twist was that the movie was good? <laughs> yeah. Are there any VCs here? I have some ideas to pitch. Any VCs? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I'm still going to pitch them. Um, I want to open up a restaurant that sells rice bowls with raw fish on it. It's going to have a Jamaican theme. It's going to be called Pokemon. Next one is... A service that delivers gifts for your mom when you really want to please her. It's called Oedipal Arrangements. <laughs> Last one will only sell... It's a supermarket that will only sell maraschino cherries and whipped cream. It's called Whole Foods. That's like a 50% response rate on that joke. And I feel like the correlation between people who get it and who don't are people who've seen Varsity Blues. Is that true? No? <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, that was a good, yeah. I just realized that was the line from it. I only saw the trailer, but that was enough to get that joke out of it. Um, so anyway, I can be an awkward person sometimes. I do this thing. It's called an Irish Hello. It's uh, similar to an Irish goodbye. Have you guys ever heard of that? No? It's where you leave a party without saying goodbye. Well, I do an Irish hello. It's like, you may or may not invite me to your party. You might invite my friends. But around 11 p.m., you'll notice me cleaning up a spilled drink in your, in your living room. And then I'll take forever to leave. I'll ask if you need help cleaning up. I'll give you a hug, maybe a fist bump, and a high five. And then I'll ask if you need a turn down. I really have a hard time saying goodbye. Anyway, it's been great being here at Muni. I love being here. <laughs> this is the best place ever. Please give them money because it's really a gem in the city and I hope you have enjoyed yourselves. Anyway, thank you. It's been a pleasure being here. If you guys need me to clean up your cups, 
I can do that. But anyway, thanks, Pam. Brian! Oh my gosh, you guys are in for a treat. Oof, wow, those treats are, <laughs> I'm, I'm in for it now. Uh, I, he's, he's really funny. I, you were in my dream. This was so crazy. Uh, w- before we were coming back, it was like the last night and we were in Rome and uh, it, it was just, uh, we hated Rome and I was sick. I got a sick thing. Anyways, I had a dream that we had gotten back on the plane, but then we had to go to Columbia for some reason to vacation for like something. And I was like, no, I can't be on vacation anymore. I have stuff to do. But Zach was at the airport in my dream, him and Ethan Albers, which was weird. And I was like, you've got to train for me tomorrow. I need someone tomorrow at three o'clock. I was like telling him in my dream, which is so funny because he's like the least responsible person and I totally would not trust him to train anybody. But in my dream, there was Zach Wiseman. Now he's, is he, are you going to do an amazing entrance from the disco bathroom? You're, you're, is he, okay, there we go. <laughs> All right, coming to the stage, really funny guy, uh, a crazy, crazy comedian, great jokes. Put your hands together, everybody, for Zach Wiseman, yay! Hi, guys. So I found out That if you tell people you're racist, they will overlook all of your other personality flaws. <laughs> Every single one. They don't care if you're broke anymore, if you stink, if you don't have any teeth. Like if you're tired of your roommates being mad at you for not doing the dishes, just tell them you're racist. They'll be like, of course that racist piece of shit doesn't do the dishes. Fucking disgusting. Just saying you have options, you know? You got options. There are worse things to be than a racist, you know? Like, people act like it's the, the most evil thing. In the, but you can totally be a racist and never hurt anybody ever. You can be a racist you know, alone in your basement and never racism anybody. Not a single person. You can just totally just be a racist in your head because you're a coward. You know, you don't have to do fucking anything. Like, you can't... You can't do the same thing with arson. You can't be like a passive arsonist. (laughs) You actually have to arson. That's the only way you can... There's no arson thought crime, you know? But you can do that with racism. You can just be a totally passive racist because you're a coward. You know what I mean? I don't get it. Would you like to elaborate? No, don't do it. (laughs) Haha, got him. (laughs) Fuck. So I've been trying to uh, steal those electric scooters because I want them. (laughs) I want a lot of them. I want so many. I just want all of my things to be electric scooters. (laughs) Oh, man. But I don't have the means to steal them. I'm trying to steal them with like a hammer and a screw. <laughs> I can't fucking get it. They have the security screws on them, right? And so one night, I almost got uh, one disassembled with just a pair of fucking pliers. I was just grabbing the edges of the screws and twist them off, 
But uh, after a while, my pliers just gave up. They just, uh, they're all wore out and all smooth, and I couldn't grab any more fucking... I was like three goddamn screws away. Oh, fuck. And so what I did next is I ordered the security screwdrivers, right? I found them on the internet. Cheap as fuck. $7 for a set of 33. All kinds of security screws. And then I, I went to use them, and they fell apart because they're a piece of shit. Of course they're a piece of shit. They're $7. What the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> Jesus Christ. They're actually $6. $7 with shipping. Fuck it. Ugh, I make bad decisions. But God damn it, I'm going to get some of those scooters. Just so... M the, the best part about this whole uh, scooter scheme of mine is that if I spent as much time getting a job and then just working, I could probably just afford the scooters. <laughs> but no, I'm going to fucking pack up tools and head over to Oakland because the scooters don't live in the city anymore. I oh, got I'm an idiot. Do you guys know why Boeing 746 was afraid of Boeing 747? <laughs> because Boeing 747 eight nine eleven. <laughs> Factual jokes. Fucking took me over a decade to come up with that. That uh, yeah, Boeing 747. It's it's the one, man. That's the plane. You know, it's the one that blew up the blew up the side of the building and then they detonated. And, yeah. Did you know 911 was an inside job? Did anybody know that? What? People say it as a joke. I'm I'm just stating it as fact. You know, there's no. J it's still a real thing. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, like uh, I don't know who did it. I'm mean, not gonna be like, whoa, it was blah, blah, blah. obviously I don't know who the fuck did 9/11, but I know it wasn't a fucking plane. Did you know in the history of uh, steel framed or steel uh, structure high rises? Only, uh, only two have collapsed. Do you know which two? <laughs> only two ever? Ever. That's including, like, cheap-ass, like, Chechnyan fucking money laundering buildings and all of them. That's crazy. And they're not the only buildings that have been hit by planes. Other steel structure high-rises have been hit by planes, burned for fucking weeks, and uh, didn't, didn't uh, fall down at free-fall speeds, which is uh, only possible if the floors below it are already... Okay, if you had a stack of boxes, if you had a stack of boxes, right, and then you jumped on a stack of boxes, every time you hit a new box, you would slow down a little bit because you're, yeah, you have to destroy this new... There's no way you would accelerate falling through. I say follow the money. <laughs> oh, man. My favorite part about uh, realizing that 9-11 uh, wasn't dudes with box cutters is that uh, I'm not going to do anything about it. I'm not going to actually, you know, 
Because I'm a fucking coward. Like, what am I going to fucking... I don't even own a pitchfork to, like, chase people. I can't fucking stop 9-11s from happening. None of us can stop 9-11s. By round of applause, who here thinks that 9-11 was uh, inside or outside or uh, not box cutter guys? That was a very sweet clap. That was like fucking nice birdie on hole nine. Um, is anybody going to do like any anything? Are we all cowards? Every one of us? Okay. I just want to check. I just, you know. I want to know I wasn't the only one. Oh, yeah, yeah, that lady that fell out of a plane. So uh, he was, I was heckling him earlier, uh, just being an asshole, and uh, I brought up that a lady fell out of a plane and lived. She fell out of a plane, and I think she was fucking, like, Russian or something. That makes sense. They're made out of fucking metal, I think. Uh, but she fell out of a plane, like, 10,000 or so feet, and then she just broke some ribs and, and her leg, and uh, she walks with a limp now. That's crazy. Her name is like Vasily Volsovlik or some shit. Some Russian shit. And you know what they say like uh, when like uh, drunks, drunk drivers get in a crash. And like, oh, no, they never get hurt because they're drunk and they just r relax. I think that's what happened with this lady. She's a drunk Russian lady on a plane. And the plane fucking exploded. And she's like, ugh. Tell the pilot to fucking blah blah blah. I don't know. You guys think I should uh, just abandon all my edgy material and try to try to make it in this comedy business? <laughs> oh man, I'm fucking. I'm really sick of people acting like I'm serious. Uh, I say crazy outlandish shit, and people be like, hey, man, that's too far. And I'm like, fucking what? You're insane. I was talking about eating a baby's pussy, and someone's like, oh, my God. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Look, if I was the kind of guy that was actually eating baby pussies, I'm not going to fucking announce it to people. That's fucking very detrimental to my baby pussy-eating career. Fucking idiot. Jesus. Tired of people getting mad at jokes. It's fucking dumb. You're not... Nobody's mad at jokes. They're mad at the thing that jokes are about. You know what I mean? Like, if jokes were the problem, they would have taken care of it in all realms of all things. If jokes were the fucking problem, it would have worked itself out years ago. But there's an actual thing. And I didn't do it. I didn't do any of it. I'm a very nice person. I'm the kind of guy, like... Hangs out with homeless people because I know they're about to fucking snap and I just fucking f just waste my fucking life being nice. To, yeah. I get yelled at fucking eating baby pussy fucking assholes. I was at the store the other day and I did see a baby's pussy. And I did not like it. Just, you know, just let you guys know. I was not. And I didn't like. I wasn't, like, seeking out baby pussy. Uh, okay, I was walking through the store, you know, like, stealing cheeses, because cheese is expensive and shit, and then out of the corner of my eye, I see a baby's pussy, right? And I didn't look. I was like, oh, shit. I think I just saw a baby's pussy. 
right? I didn't do the double take. You don't want to be the, is that a baby's pussy? You don't be that guy, right? So what I did is I just uh, said loud enough for someone next to me to hear it. And I was like, I think I just saw a baby's pussy, right? And then I saw them look, and I could tell by the expression on their face that, yes, that baby's pussy was out in the grocery store. And I was like, what the fuck, man? What do you see what the the father of the child, right, had uh I don't know, the kid was arguing or something, didn't want to put on pants or I don't fucking know. Anyway, he puts his pantsless kid in the in the cart seat, you know? Right in the cart seat. So he's like sitting in the cart, there's those, like two wires right here. I'm like, I can still see your two wires out <laughs> Fucking idiot. And so yeah, did you just like fucking wheeling this baby's pussy around the fucking for everybody to see, it's very rude. Very fucking rude. That guy's like doing baby pussy to me. and That's not fucking nice. <sighs> I was very uncomfortable. Like, I, I'm saying baby pussy for a reason. Because I could, I could say I saw a child's genitals. Or fucking, I'm saying baby pussy because it's fucking uncomfortable. I want you guys to feel my pain. And what I should have done, <clears throat> I should have like... I probably should have called that baby a slut. I should have been like, hey, fucking slutty baby over here. And not to make the baby feel bad. I mean, baby wouldn't get it. But not, not even if it did, not to make it feel bad. Just so that fucking dad would put the clothes on the kid, you know? Just, come on, man, Jesus. That's probably, that's probably not even far enough. What I should have done is I should have eaten that baby's pussy. Should have just fucking dove in. Baby's pussy in the supermarket? What are this, free samples? He just fucking dove on in. Got me some of that baby pussy. To ensure that father closed that child for the rest of its goddamn life. Uh, but I didn't. I did not do that. I'm a coward. We're all cowards. We established that. Hmm. So I was doing that joke the other day and people, people acted like I was serious. Like I was going to eat a baby's pussy at some point or fucking. And it makes me very mad. Makes me very mad. And I'm saying that and it's like, ah, yeah, it makes him mad. I get furious. I'm not. One time uh, I uh, got really drunk in the middle of the day and there was a mic here. Uh, and I passed out inside and then everybody left and they locked me in. And I almost burned this place down. I went ballistic. I was banned for a little while uh, because I was br I started breaking shit. <laughs> I didn't like right out of the gate start breaking shit. You know, I woke up and I was like, oh, fuck. And then I went to the gate, which was locked. Uh, and I knew the combo, but you can't get to you can't get through to unlock it yourself. So I started flagging down strangers. And I was like, hey, please, you have to let me out. You have to let me out. And uh, they walked up. Uh, and then, oh, I don't want anything to do with it. And I was like, oh, Jesus. So there's a few of those. And then somebody came up. They're like, oh, I'll let you out. And so I gave them the number. And then they entered it wrong, I imagine, because it didn't work. And they're like, oh, one try. That's it. Ha ha. <laughs> and then I went crazy. <laughs> uh, I, was, I, was, uh, I was trying to kick the gate off a window. It wasn't good. But I'm back. Ah, can't keep me away. It was only one month ban. Cause I contained myself. I finally got someone to let me out.
So I get real close to suicide quite a bit. Like, eh, real close. Like, right there, you know? And the only thing stopping me, like, most of the time, is that uh, I'm still too sharp mentally. I'm like, ah, come on, you're still pretty. Ah! Uh, so what I do is I try to ruin my brain with drugs, and it just never happens. Just fucking never. And it's very disappointing. Like, you would think I've been led to believe that drugs will rot your brain. And then they don't. Like, ever. I do so many drugs. All of... Whatever you think the worst drug is, I'm on that right now. I've been on it for three days. God, I hope it fucking works. I can't wait till I wake up one morning and I'm just like, yeah, 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 yeah. and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm gonna kill myself. Woo! And I'll just whistle, walk down the street, and then, uh, have myself that old touristy uh, check out the bridge thing, you know? The only time I'm going there is to kill myself. Absolutely. One stop, baby. I'm not gonna jump off. I'm gonna jump onto the thing, you know? Just walk up those cables. And I'm gonna jump right onto a fucking car. It's gonna be great. If you jump off, there's a net. Did you know that? They put a net around it. So if you jump off, you have to like jump twice. You like jump and then like army crawl across this net and then fucking roll off the side. And hope that fucking 20 feet. The net is actually, it's like, uh, it's like 20-ish feet down. So the net is like the perfect distance to just like jump onto for fun. <laughs> uh, you bring a rope ladder and some beers, you can make a day of it. Just stump manning at the fucking gold gate. Woo! Toss me a beer! Be fucking great. I would like to do that. I mean, I think most people know there's a net, but like if you were... If you were at the bridge, right, uh, and you just jumped, everybody for at least a split second would forget that there was a net. And that just sounds like a fun thing to do to people. You, like, go to the bridge, and you, like, uh, you drop your ice cream, and you're like, ah, fuck! <laughs> and you just jump. Oh, man. I think a great way to kill yourself would be to, uh, all right, you go down to the BART, right? You go to the BART station, and, uh, right where the train's coming out you like lay down on a platform with just your head hanging over and you like tuck it real far down so when the train comes out it just takes your fucking head off and you just spray blood against the side of the train and, oh man no all right I'm kind of a showman i don't know <laughs> oh god Have you done? Yeah, sure. All right, I'm done. Sure. All right, guys. You have a good night, and 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 you guys have a good night, and you have a good night, and you have a good night. Yay, Zach Wiseman, yay. Yay, I'll tell the ladies one joke.
before before I'll just do a feminist joke because that was just to balance it out, you know. Uh, knock knock. Feminism. I can get my own fucking door. Thanks. It's kind of the precept of feminism. I think it's how it started. I don't know. I don't read a lot of books. Uh, I I do. I call myself a feminist though, um, you know, because I don't want to be political. But all language is political, right? Like, um, we're human. We're yeah. We're I'm a person and a female, and we're all people. And I know it's not spelled like that, but boys have a people and girls have a vagina. Uh, but so I have to call myself a feminist because it's the only word without the word men in it. <laughs> it's actually spelled with an I. It's like, I am a feminist. Yes, me, you too, me too. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, I, am, I am a feminist. And there's other words that um, men have their name, like menstruation. Like they have to put their name on everything. It's the one thing they literally can't ever possibly do. But it's like menstruate. Like really, you have to have your fingers in everything. It's just crazy. It's just all over. I don't want to be political, but like menopause, really? Like it's everywhere. Right? We can't even like, it's like, oh, men will pause on you. That's for sure. And then no more babies. So I'm so excited for menopause. I, I'm, I want it so badly. And, and when I get it, I actually want to get a tattoo. Um, sort of like where my uterus uh, my, I don't know, still be there. I guess it'll just be non-functioning. But I want to get like a tattoo of a little skeleton baby kitten, like a little, because I think it'll be so cute. You know, like all curled up, like in the little fetal. If I was gonna have a baby, I definitely want it to be a cat. I wouldn't want to have a for the, the child baby. They talk. So you got cats do the mental telepathy. <sighs> you know, they're so, and they clean themselves. That's not a real joke. No, but the feminist stuff was. I am a crazy cat lady, though, but not in the way you think. Like, I want to take my cat. I want to shave him. And I want to knit a sweater out of his fur. And I want to make him wear it. <laughs> it's because I'm a crazy cat lady. <laughs> well, thank you guys for coming. The show usually starts at 8.15, just for future reference. Um, but sometimes we start at 8. But yay, all the guys were here, and you were super funny, and you were so wonderful, and you supported each other, and you stayed, and everybody, and thanks, Kaiser, for hosting that first show, and Dan Shively for being here, and bringing your roommate, and Brian Lucette, and Luke Newman for doing a special extra thing, and Zach Wiseman for always being super hilarious, and uh, for David Zunzu in the background, and the ones and twos, and for you, Mutiny Radio listener, thank you, and ladies, thanks for being here. And uh, every Friday, Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. Next week is actually, I'm bringing back an old show. It's been a while, The Hell Hat, where people pull random things out of a hat and then they do stand-up. It's going to be weird and wacky. Um, cool. I, and I'm telling you, man, I am so high. Be careful. Those treats are insane. Be, be careful with them. All right, uh, we'll see you guys next week on Mutiny Radio. Yay, bye. <laughs>
provided cash. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. <laughs> Hey, Mutineers, Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up a excellent mix of jazz latin gospel hip-hop and traditional folk ballads great stuff check it out labor and love is every saturday 10 a.m to 12 p.m serve somebody Station. We're actually under 